Morning, everybody. It is what's it today? What's today? Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday morning. Um, welcome to the live devotional. So uh, I want to speak about new creation identity, and I'm going to start reading in Second Corinthians chapter five. Okay. So, hello, Greg. It's good to see you there. Hello, Janine. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Let me just see the live chat on. Uh, hello, Trish there from Ireland. It's good to see you. Uh, bless you, everybody. Okay, so Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to start reading in verse 13. It says, For if we are beside ourselves, mad as some say, it is for God and concerns Him. If we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. For the love of Christ controls and urges and impels us, because we are of the opinion and conviction that if one died for all, then all died. Okay. So, First uh, Corinthians chapter 1 says that uh, the gospel is foolishness to the Gentiles, to the, to the um, philosophers, to the clever to the learned and it's an offense and a stumbling block to the jews to the religious so when it when the world with all its philosophy did not recognize him it pleased god by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe right so it's foolishness it's madness, it's irrational, as some say. It's, uh, people say all kinds of things, especially if you actually just believe what's written here. So it's great to be a Christian, you know. Uh, you, you pay your fees and you go to your philosophy club and just sit there and then have tea and go home. But if you actually believe it and you start doing something, people get fairly quiet fairly quickly. Or they get up in arms, you know, pitchforks and stuff, you know. So, um, but he says, if we are mad, as some say, it's for God. So if we are mad, it's simply because we are surrendered to him. So in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, suddenly there was the sound as of a mighty rushing wind. Tongues divided, tongues of fire divided and sat upon each of them. Everyone it's like this tongue of fire came over them and touched their tongues. And they started speaking in new languages. This one in this language, that one in that dialect. And they started preaching. And everyone in the area started hearing their, the gospel in their own language. Everyone's standing there. That's amazing. So, um, but the people thought they were beside themselves. The people thought they were out of their minds. They thought they were out of, you know, they were drunk. So Peter stood up and he said, These are not drunk as you suppose, because it's only the third hour of the day. Okay? okay. So it's early, they haven't had alcohol. I know they look drunk. I know they look mad. I know they look beside themselves. I know they've received from the new wine. Jesus says, No one. Uh, you should put new wine and old wineskins. No one should put this madness of the Spirit. 
this being beside yourself, out of your mind, in old wineskins, in a religious context, in a religious mindset, because then the, the uh, old wineskin will burst and both the old wineskin and the new wine will be lost. But you put new wines in a new wineskin. So that means the container has to be recreated. The container of the new wine <laughs> has to be made new. <clears throat> and this new container receiving the new wine has something inside that's just stretching forth and that's bubbling and it's bursting at the seams. And it's something that when it is consumed, it causes laughter. It causes people to react in strange, peculiar ways. It causes people to be the source of power. It causes people to lay their hands on the sick and they recover. It causes people to say strange things that's not easy for the human mind to take. All right? Beside ourselves, mad as some say. Okay, so now he says, if we are beside ourselves, it's for God. Concerns him. If we are in our right mind, so rational, it's for your sake. It's for, <laughs> it's for your benefit. So, King James, it's for your cause. With other words, the only reason why we settle down and get to a rational space to speak to people intelligibly and not be, you know, out of our minds all the time, it's for the sake of the people so that they can relate. Okay? So now he says, because the love of Christ moves us. So because of love's sake, you know, we are not... All the time, rolling around on the carpet, laughing. <laughs> Not all the time, you know, running in the church, throwing water on everybody, or running and laying hands on everybody in the street. Sometimes, you know, it's for the sake of the people, for love's sake. <laughs> so because we are controlled by the love of Christ, God cares for people. So he wants people to be able to receive this thing. So there's something that we need to hear that can renew us so that we can take this new wine, so that we can take this Holy Ghost. And that thing is called the gospel of Jesus. It says, for the love of Christ controls, urges, and impels us. Because we are of the opinion and the conviction that if one died, then all die. So I want to touch on some characteristics of this new creation person. This new creation identity is this. Christ dwells in us. We have died and Christ controls us, urges us, impels us, moves us. But also sometimes, Christ expresses himself in such a way in us and through us that we seem to be out of our minds. So yes, sometimes we are out of our minds, as some say. But we are, it's because we are in the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay, The natural man does not admit into his heart the thoughts, purposes of the Spirit of God, for it is meaningless nonsense to him. And he is incapable of knowing them, for they are spiritually discerned. So the natural man doesn't take it. The spiritual man knows all things, tries all things, 
but is put on trial by no natural man. For who has known the mind of the Lord? So the natural man tries to judge the spiritual man, says, these guys are crazy. They are out of their minds. But the spiritual man is not actually judged because who has known the mind of the Lord? You can't bring in a, a charge of this person because it's for God that is out of, out of the natural mind. So, but we do hold the thoughts and purposes of his heart. We have the mind of Christ. If we have the mind of Christ, we are a new creation. Okay. So the love of Christ controls, urges, impels us. We are of the opinion and conviction that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all. So that all those who live might live no longer to and for themselves but to and for him who died and was raised again for their sake. So it's no longer a selfish life. It's no longer me living for you know, my own life, my own uh, things. But it's us living in total abandonment, in total trust, trusting him in us completely. So not having any regard for our own interests, but only having regard for his voice. Okay? And that causes people to think that it's, it's risky, it's, it's bizarre, it's out of your mind, you can't think like that. Okay? Verse 16. Consequently, from now on, we estimate and regard no one from a purely human point of view in terms of natural standards of value. Now, even though we did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint and as a man, yet now we have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh. Okay, so we know him now by the Spirit. We know him now, we are engrafted into him. We know him now, he is dwelling on the inside of us. We are united, we are one. We don't know him in terms of the flesh, his body walking around there, in Galilee, doing wonderful things. Now we get to know what it's like on the inside. Okay, So we become his body. He becomes our spirit. And we are one. Okay, So we have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh. Verse 17, Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is, has passed away. Behold, the fresh and the new has come. The natural, the mind of man, the old covenant, the law, the knowledge of good and evil has passed away. Behold, okay, passed away, rest in peace, passed away, okay, died. Behold, the new has come. The new creation has come. The new wine has come. The Spirit has come. The light has come. The New Testament has come. Okay? All things are from God who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave us to us the ministry of reconciliation. So Jesus said, if anyone believes in me, that means he forsakes his own mind. And he gains the mind of Christ. He forsakes his own opinion. And he receives the word as his opinion. Okay? If any man is engrafted in Christ, he's a new creation. Okay? 
So he, Jesus said, if anyone believes in me, and grafted, receiving his word, his word, he shall do the works that I do. And even greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. So Jesus is in the Father, engrafted. The Father finds expression in Jesus. Now we are engrafted in Jesus, and Jesus finds expression in us. So the Father in Jesus in us. So when people see us, they don't see our minds on display. They don't see our characters, our identities, the old fallen Adam on display. But they see the Father expressed through Jesus in our bodies. So, which means, people say, if we know Jesus after the flesh, we're supposed to, you know, travel around in the Spirit and do all kinds of... No. If the spiritual is not spooky, if you are, and with that I'm not saying you don't go to the secret place, okay? Spiritual simply means this. The Spirit of Christ is on display in your life. So people say, we don't know Jesus after the flesh because, you know, we have better knowledge of him. We now know the resurrected Christ, not Jesus doing miracles in Galilee. Well, Jesus is the sole expression of the Father. Isn't the Father Spirit? Okay? So if you see Jesus, you see the Father. John chapter 14, John 1, Colossians 1, Hebrews 1. If you see Jesus, you see the Father. Okay? So it's not that we forsake the miracles as examples and strive to let him do those same miracles in our lives as well. That's a wrong idea. We need Christ to do those same works and even greater works. That is the new creation life. So it's a duplication of Jesus the Son in me. Now I am in Christ the Son, and I am a son of God. I am his body. I am now the expression of Jesus the Son on this earth. So we die, and he lives. We need to look like him. So that's been the message since throughout all these ages and generations. And some try to work towards perfection by obedience to the law. And others try to find themselves so far in the spirit that they have no idea what's going on. And no one gets healed. No one gets the gospel preached to. But they're not in the spirit. They just, their mind is just somewhere distracted. The spirit loves the people of this world. And the Spirit of God wants to express Jesus to the people of this world. If you see Jesus, you see what you're supposed to be doing. If you see Jesus, you see what you're supposed to look like in expression. So this is a description of the new creation man. We are engrafted into He We're born again, new creation man. This is who we are. How God anointed, Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power. How he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. There you go. That's the new creation identity. That's the new man in Christ. We are born of the second uh, man, Christ, the Lord from heaven, 1 Corinthians 15. We are born 
from the last Adam, Jesus. We used to be born from the first man, Adam, natural man, earthly minded, from the dust. But when we got born again, we lost and forsook the identity of Adam. Through baptism, we were baptized into Jesus, into his death, says Romans chapter 6, and raised to a new life in union or in reconciliation with him. So I died and I was raised. I was born anew from incorruptible seed, a new creation man. The one alive in me is the son, which means I am supposed to look like what he expressed when he walked on the earth. I'm supposed to see people and say, take courage, your sins are forgiven. I'm supposed to be the forgiver of sins. How can you say that? That's sacrilege. That's exactly what they said in Matthew chapter 9 when Jesus said to the lame man, take courage, your sins are forgiven. Oh, he claims the rights and the prerogatives of God. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus said, what's easier for me to say? Rise up, take your bed and walk, or your sins are forgiven. But to prove to you that God has given to man the power to forgive sins, I say unto you, rise up, take your bed and walk. And he took up his bed and he walked, even on the Sabbath. And he was healed because there was power in the words. New creation man. Okay? That's who we are. That same Jesus is alive on the inside of us today. All right? Okay. So, um, in John chapter 20, just listen to this. Just concerning the authority to forgive. We have authority to forgive sins. So, holding a grudge is no longer an option. It's so not part of who you are. Okay? It's a rebellion against the kingdom. Okay. He said in verse 22, And having said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, having received the Holy Spirit and being led and directed by him, if you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of anyone, they are retained. If you retain the sins, they are retained. If you forgive the sins, they are forgiven. Why do you think we see so much judgment on this earth? It's because no one is forgiving sins. Jesus walked about preaching the gospel, preaching, teaching, healing. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed. So in his, in his mind, it's the same thing to heal or to forgive. It's the same. So forgiveness is to the soul the same as healing to the body. So if someone's soul is distressed, if someone's soul has any kind of problem, all they need to hear is your sins are forgiven. That, spoken by the power of the Holy Ghost, sets them free. Okay? And rise up, take your bed. Be healed. That spoken by the Holy Spirit heals their body because of the cross. The same Spirit that's now on the inside of us was inside the body of Jesus when he suffered for the sins and the sicknesses of the world on the cross. That same Spirit that suffered and paid the price is now on the inside. And from that spirit, the one who paid the price says, your sins are forgiven. 
So if you're going to not forgive sins, they're not going to be forgiven. If you're going to retain sins, they're going to be retained. So we need to start going about and forgiving sins. People will criticize you. You can't forgive sins. You're not God. God is in me and he wants to forgive. I will be merciful to whom I will be merciful. Okay? Jesus wants to show mercy. He says, just go find out what this means, Matthew 9 and Matthew 12. If uh, Sacrifices I have not desired, but I have desired mercy. So the new creation man is merciful. He's slow to anger. He's, he's rich in love. If you see who God really is, you know who you are. Okay? So I am is inside of us. So uh, Moses walked into the desert. You know, he was in the desert for a while. And there was a burning bush. And the burning bush called to him, <clears throat> Moses, take off your shoes. Moses took off his shoes. He started speaking to him. So he says, who shall I say sent me? He says, I am. Tell them I am sent. I am that I am. I am sent you. Okay. So here comes Jesus. You know, well, before that, during the old covenant, Jesus, oh, God reveals him his redemptive names. I am the Lord that heals you. I am the Lord, your redeemer. I am the Lord, your God, your provider. I am, I am, Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. Okay. Right? So, here comes Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the Son of God. Okay? So he reveals who he is. I am. I am speaking to you now, says he, to the woman at the well. Okay? So, are you the one? I am. We are looking for Jesus. We want to arrest him, you know, in the garden when they arrested him. Jesus said, I am. They all fell backwards. Could not take him. They all fell out under the power when he just said, I am. Okay? New creation. <laughs> you had to stand there. Okay, come take me. I need to go with you. Okay. So here comes Paul in 1 Corinthians 15. And he said, I am that I am by the grace of God. So the grace of God means this new creation identity is inside me and expresses himself through me just like Jesus. The same mandate. Father, I have sent them into the world, John 17, as you have sent me into the world. The same authority, the same power, the same mandate, the same spirit, the same miracles, the same spirit identity, same. There's no difference between what is possible for you than what was possible for Jesus walking on the earth. No difference. The question is, is just, do you believe? Do you know who you are and do you believe who you are? So whatever is possible for Jesus is possible for you. But what are we saying and what are we thinking? What are we believing about ourselves? You will manifest to the world what you believe about yourself. Your life right now 
is a reflection of what you believe about yourself. Oh, I'm struggling with... It's because you believe that lie about yourself. Oh I, oh, I always have a bad temper. Why do you say that? Why do you limit yourself to that? Why do you create that reality in your life every time you say it? Why didn't you just say, I am that I am by the grace of God. I humble myself. It's him inside me. I have been crucified. It's I that died. I don't want to be on display. I died. But Christ is alive in me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You're alive in me. Let your love move me about. Okay? I have been reconciled with him. Let your kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven. All right. So the new creation identity is the same Christ in the flesh today. That is the identity of the church today. Jesus paid the price. Everyone wants to die and go to heaven and go meet him there. But why don't you just go to heaven and meet him now? Everyone one day I'm going to go, oh, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Great, but do you know that heaven is just a pit stop until we're all resurrected and come back here? Until the whole of heaven is manifested here. So, Father, how about we say, Father, I surrender to you. Father, I want your life, your goodness, your will to be displayed in me, through me. Okay? So Jesus said, not my will, yours be done. Oh, people say that when bad things happen. Oh, not my will, but yours be done. Oh, God, uh, please heal on Susie, but not my will, yours be done. As if God's will is not to heal on Susie. Are you mad? If we don't know God's will, we say, not, your, not my will, yours be done. Okay? But if we know it, if it's been clearly revealed throughout the Scriptures... We boldly say what he says to release the power. How can I have a will to, to heal someone and God doesn't? Am I better than God? How can I have a will to forgive someone and God doesn't? That's madness. We need to surrender to his will and speak the result of the cross over the world. If someone is, in, is uh, caught in sin... Your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. Woman caught in the act of adultery, John chapter 8. Okay? There's this woman. They came to stone her. Moses says that such should be stoned. What do you say? Jesus just stooped down, wrote to the ground, said, Okay, great. First one without sin, cast a stone. Let me see. So he defended her against the accusers. Jesus always defended the sinner against the accuser, Satan. Always. Zechariah chapter 3, the same thing. Uh, there's Aaron the high priest with filthy garments. He's guilty. Standing there. Zechariah 3. Okay? And here comes Satan to accuse him. The angel of the Lord is, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Not the Lord rebuke the one with the filthy garments. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? So he plucked us out of the fire. And a, br a, a branch that could not bear fruit. Dead, double dead, dried to the core. Only good for the fire. He saved us out of the fire. He saved us out of the pit and corruption. A brand pulled out of the fire. And he grafted us back into the vine. And now we are bearing fruit. 
and we're taking his nature and we're bearing his fruit. Okay? If you take Zechariah 3 together with John chapter 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. If any man abides in me, he will bear much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. So without him, double dead. But in him, oh man, Christ finds expression in us. In him, man, we are alive. In him, the, the very nature of Christ himself is made flesh and the world can behold his glory. Okay? So we need to get over ourselves. We need to get over the pride of our religious ambition to try and change ourselves. You will never change yourself. And surrender to what is already done. Let the life flow. This is the new creation man. Jesus himself alive in us. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live. Christ lives on the inside of me. I'm a new creation man. Okay. All right, so... Uh, let's just end with this. Second Corinthians 5, he says, We as Christ's ambassadors beg of you to lay hold of this reconciliation that is now offered to you. And be reconciled to God. So don't let your sin split you from God's presence anymore. We beg you, don't let it happen. Receive the forgiveness. Receive the reconciliation. Receive the grace. Receive the mercy. Stop bringing your sin as an idol and exalting it before God. Let's exalt the blood of Jesus and let the sin disappear. Okay. So, there's a lot of scriptures in my head now. Okay. All right. So, but he says, be reconciled to God. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So let's bear fruit of righteousness. Let's receive this word. Let's receive this grace. Let's receive this life. And let him bear fruit in us. Let's abide in the word. Let's abide in the vine. Okay. Amen. So I hope this message has done something for you. Let me just greet everybody. And let's see who else has come on. Hello, Akash. Hello, Dini. It's good to see you. Uh, yeah, it's terribly difficult for some to take. I know. Religion, yeah, religion is a blinder. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Bless you, man. Okay, and the nice Steve my arky. Awesome. Dwayne. Amen. Europe. Yes. Amen. Dwayne, it's awesome that you say that today. Uh, yesterday I met with a preacher from uh, Eiselstein in the Netherlands. Yeah, and I'm seeing him today, just now after the, I'm driving back to him. We're going to pray together. And um, so he's gonna, I want to ask him to preach in our church. I've asked him, but he needs to give me a date. <laughs> so Europe. <laughs> yeah, I agree in Jesus' name. All right. So uh, bless you guys. It's good to, to have everyone here. And... Um, We'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9. You're a new creation man. Just remember, oh, thank you, Niku. There's the email address. Please send us an email. Please tell us where you're watching us from. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Even, even if we've heard from you before, we just love the feedback. So bless you guys. And if you have any prayer requests or any questions, please just email it. All right. So bless you. We'll see you again tomorrow. Have an awesome day. Amen.